0: Speaking of nuclear maniacs, um, Benjamin Netanyahu. So this is the story. I have to read this. So we this is at Consortium News. We have published this up at 21 Wire. Uh, thanks to uh, Vanessa Bealy for um, spotting this. I saw this in my feed, but I just didn't get around to reading it. And I'm so glad that everyone else is able to see this. So, uh Bibi Netanyahu interrupted Vladimir Putin's summer vacation, believe it or not, and called for an emergency meeting in Sochi just last week, I believe. And so according, this is Alistair Crook, former British intelligence officer, fairly credible from his writings. He's, he's contributed some Valuable, let's say, some very valuable things at key moments on a lot of situations uh, internationally. And he just wrote this. A very senior intelligence delegation a week ago visited Washington. Then Israeli prime minister broke into President Putin's summer holiday to meet him in Sochi, where, according to a senior Israeli government official, as cited in the Jerusalem Post, by the way, Netanyahu threatened to bomb the presidential palace in Damascus and to disrupt and nullify the Astana ceasefire process should Iran continue to, quote, extend its reach in Syria. Okay? No one has refuted this statement, by the way, yet. So we have Netanyahu going to Russia into the court of Putin, threatening to bomb the presidential palace in Damascus, If Iran is still allowed to be involved in what's happening in Syria, this is the same Israel that is tending to al-Nusra fighters in Israeli hospitals, by the way, and supplying weapons and arms and doing airstrikes on behalf of al-Nusra in Syria. Okay, that is a total nut job. Can't really add anything to that. Because what more can you say? He's off his head. So, according to eyewitnesses, eyewitnesses, according to an eyewitness uh, of the the opening part of these talks, the Israeli prime minister was too emotional and at times uh, even close to panic. Panic. He described a picture of an apocalypse to the Russian president uh, that the world may see if no efforts are taken to contain Iran as Netanyahu believes, is determined to destroy Israel. Okay? So you can imagine how this looks, Mike. Imagine this scene. Putin's there having his summer break at Sochi. He's tucking into pierogies or whatever, you know, for lunch. Netanyahu comes storming in. Vlad's in there in his best tracksuit, And he's <laughs> <laughs> just finished first course, having the vodka in between. Netanyahu storms in there. Says so he starts waving his hands, talking about Iran, and Putin just looks up, looks at him, and he says, "Yet, because <laughs> 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 guess what? Israel has no leverage now. Without because the United States has no leverage in." Determining facts on the ground. So, this is what kind of what's said in this article here. And this was kind of reflected in, uh, Dr. Shaban, uh, the article that we pu- published from her a couple of days earlier, mm. and also by Thierry Mason a little bit before that, which is that this, this kind of shows you where Israel's power is, Mike. It's, they're the most equipped, most powerful military in the Middle East, but they have no geopolitical. Uh, leverage without the United States dictating facts on the ground wherever they are in the region, and because the U.S. is less and less able to do that, Israel has absolutely zero political leverage. And and is it fair to say then that that what's interesting about this is that in the past Israel wanted something done, they would tell the United States the United States this is what we want, uh, but uh, in this case he's gone. Almost with the begging bowl, he's gone with a, th- a threat. He's, he's th- thre- threatening to destroy a capital in his name in the neighboring country. I mean, this is Israel, the so-called only democracy in the Middle East. They, they like to call this in America. Of course, it's only a democracy for Jewish Israelis and not for everybody else. But that's another discussion. Um, so the but that that is a kind of fundamental point Mike, because where do you where do you derive your power at the end of the day um, you derive your power from some kind of moral position normally in the world, and Israel has not had to let's just say let's just say Israel has been spoiled in that they haven't had to have a moral foundation to back up the spurious claims that they're a democracy because they've had the biggest bully on the block standing behind them with a giant baseball bat in his hand Mm. saying, if anybody touches this little guy here, we're going to pound you. But now that big bully has had to back off. And in fact, is not even in the picture in many cases. And so Israel's still going and threatening and still pretending that the world doesn't see it for what it truly is, which is, it's got a lot of uh, fundamental flaws as a nation-state. It's kind of dysfunctional. And so this is, this is now we have the uh, Netanyahu acting out. And let me tell you, this guy has been ruling on this coalition government that they stitched together now for pretty much, I don't know, he's kind of been in power for about 20 years on and off. Um, his whole power base, his whole legitimacy rests on Israel being under threat. And under threat now from Iran. So this claim that Iran wants to destroy Israel, which isn't actually true, uh, if you go and actually read and the statements and you get behind the bluster and the rhetoric, uh, that's not actually happening. So this is interesting. So we see a major sea change here uh, in the region.